0: It's a gift you have. When you go into a reading with somebody, they're counting on you subconsciously to go deeper and to really see their soul and allow it to be okay for their shadow to get some love, to get some acknowledgement. And the biggest breakthroughs come with the shadow. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business From the ground up, you have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about your human design and your gene key readings because I see a little bit of a problem happening. We're doing a lot of these breakthrough sessions and Noah's getting on the phone with people and we're really hearing from you what your human design readings have told you or maybe it's just your reading about yourself when you go into your own uncovering of what all of the chart means. And I've seen some things and heard some things that I'm like, wait a minute, we have got to put a stop to this in some way. So. Before I get into it, though, I just want to remind you all, this is just my take. This is not to judge anyone, right? I'm not judging you if you're out there giving readings in a certain way. So please understand that this is my brand. I am bold. I am sassy. And I use my platform to say things that I see and highlight what I think could be done better. Um, And I'm never sharing this stuff to offend anyone. Although I know it does sometimes, and I apologize up front for that level of reactivity. Truly, it's not my intention. So if you're easily offended, or if you feel the mind coming in and offer you a lot of defensiveness or rejection, just go ahead and turn the podcast off, right? This one may not be for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this podcast to outline a few areas that I can see just be better for the readers and the experts out there. And let me also premise this one by saying that I have done every single one of these things, every single one of these mistakes that I'm sharing with you today. I have done them. I have learned from them, right? I'm not above making any mistakes or saying the wrong thing. That was that is a lot of my content for you is I've been there, done that and I'm sharing my take on it in just hopefully leaving you better with something that you can take from it. Like we're all doing our best at all times. I truly believe that. and it's through podcasts like these that we can do better. Like I loved listening to podcasts who from people who had already done it and saw, their little juicy tidbit of information as a way that I could inject my own life with and really see the result of that. So this topic was one that really got a lot of attention inside the Wealthy and Aligned Facebook group. So I decided to bring it here on the podcast with a little more of an organized, better structured outline. And hopefully just set you up with confidence as you move into this work with your clients because truly everyone needs this. Everyone needs human design and the Gene Keys in their life. And even though it's confusing and even though it's overwhelming, it's really just up to you to open the door and shine a light on true transformation. So let's get down to it. The first thing I want to call out is the mind's need to be right. All right, so this shows up. When you book your readings, right, maybe you just come out of the human design closet and you're now starting to make bold offers to get your readings booked. And then suddenly you start to book up and what happens is the mind will come in and it will offer you things like, yeah, but are you capable? Will you be right? And I just want to point out that this is the start of imposter syndrome. And just know the thought of, am I going to do this right? Or will I know what to say? Or is this what I should be saying? Is your mind's way of antagonizing you into low frequency? Now, this showed up for me quite a bit. So I really went deep with the shadow for myself, like, are you going to be right? And what I found was that was the one line shadow. And the mind had been running my life for a long time. And so putting the mind in the passenger seat and just being like, we're good, I'll figure out if I'm right, was a huge struggle for me. And I know if it was a struggle for me, then it might even be keeping some of you from actually going out into the wild and revealing to the world that you can help someone in this way. So I want to just demystify right away that imposter syndrome, guys, it is not real and it really does not exist. That thought comes in. Because it's been a thought, it's been a way that you've operated your existence your entire life, right? Especially when it's time to do something new. Being right is how the ego feels safe. Being right doesn't exist, right? But to the mind, being wrong equals death. So there has to be a right in order to hang on to life, in order to live, What if the mere fact that someone paying you for the meeting that you're having together means you could not do it wrong? Every person that comes to you came to you for a reason. And that reason is not for your mind to know. I want to say that again. Everyone that comes to you is there for a reason. And that reason is not for your mind to know. The universe puts you in a paid relationship with the ones you can help in whatever way you are capable of right now. And your job in these readings is to fully arm yourself with foundational knowledge, right? We do our due diligence, but then we back it by our own life experience inside the human design experiment, and we make that our right. So here's how I did it. I read and researched, even took courses, and lived in the experiment for three years. Now, again, you don't have to do it that way, right? That was my way of learning who I was. And what I did when I decided to go in and start offering paid readings was I created some Google Docs with my own breakdown of the energy types. I went into the different strategies the different authorities i outlined um, some lower and higher expressions of the profile lines right etc like you pick what your basic foundational reading will be and then use a resource create a google doc and have it for you pick out all the important parts of the chart just to have an easy quick to pull resource for the actual reading and then as i went through the chart and I sat with their energy of dilemma, right? Their, their thing they wanted help with. I would be pointed out to the things that would allow me to go deeper, right? Like I have this relationship with my inner highest self and she would show me here's something that would help. And so this leads me to the next thing. Use your intuition, not the books, to give your clients the biggest breakthrough possible. And I know this can be scary, right? Especially in the beginning when you're learning that the mind is not what we're taking feedback from, direction from. And to separate those two voices takes a little bit of experience, really. It just takes some time. And it can be scary the first few times that you're in this paid container with someone to lean on your intuition. But I want you to remember, your highest self is guiding you to the parts of the chart that provide your client what they need the most and quite frankly that may not fit into the box of a neatly organized reading and if you allow your mind to steer you away from what your intuition is guiding you towards then you might lose the opportunity of truly serving your people at the deepest level so Take time to connect with your inner voice before the prep work even starts for the reading, right? Outline the basics and then ask, what can you guide me to, to really be of service for this person here? And I mean, I remember when I would do this, I would never be guided to what I thought I would be guided to. Like I would be guided to certain channels and then maybe some keys or even a planet that would require on my end a little more research and maybe a few extra questions between us to give my inner guidance something to really show up for. And I'm going to just recap universal law here, right? Universal law is about leaving someone better than when you found them. In fact, it's one of our core values at our brand. And You would not be guided to help with the human design and gene key system if that was not already your standard of being. So lean in to trust here and really allow your intuition to be your guide. Remember that books and education can only go so far. You are in a unique position with your clients to be in the aura of their conditioning and their programming, and that really helps you to help them, to help them dissect and You know weave through the misunderstandings of the shadows and lead them into a gift way of belief in themselves i i used to imagine it being like i was holding your hand the veil was lifted and you started to see things that you didn't see before and when that happens it can feel very unstable and the you know the the rocks feel wobbly underneath you you don't feel like you're standing on solid ground so in our work together, I was just the one holding the hand as they crossed over the bridge, and, you know the person they could trust to guide them through the experiment, what they were uncovering. Just knowing that they had someone that was like, "Hey, this is normal, this is what happens. I've got you." And then let's navigate the decisions," was really what created a solid foundation of my clients living into the experiment for themselves. And really, I mean, I've heard some things that break my heart, like I've touched on it in the beginning, like we've been doing these breakthrough calls. And one of the things I've heard was, you know, I'm designed to fail. And of course, I'm just, I'm taking it out of context. I don't know the circumstance of the reading or how that was said or why that was said or whatever, but this just really tells me that the one giving the reading heard or read something that guided that statement. That is never a statement that comes from the higher self, the intuitive knowing. And me bringing it up here, I'm just responding to the way it made someone feel and to bring to light the awareness of how you leave others feeling. You want to leave someone feeling as if they have just opened a book of potential for themselves because they have. You will not be the only touch they have with this insight, right? But you will have an opportunity to leave them with uplifting energy. The one who helped them see the light when they were reading it and figuring it out for themselves and seeing it a certain way. Like I remember when I found out I was a third line and I was like, my whole life is trial and error. And I outlined where my past had been. And where I was right now, and I was like, wow, I am here right now because of all of the things I have failed doing. And if someone would have told me in that minute, you're designed to fail, I think I would have closed the book on the entire experiment and been like, well, I'm not signing up for a life like that. And I've heard that from other three lines. Like when we find out that we are destined to live a life of trial and error, that feels so daunting. Right? And so my work really was in reframing that for myself. And, you know, thank God the human design readers that I was put in relationship with at that time really did have an understanding of the soul's evolution and what the three line really was here to evolve me into. And so I could grab onto that, oh, I learn by trial and error, not like a sentence that said or like a like a diagnosis that said you're designed to fail. And don't ever worry about it. You're just going to fail, 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 fail. And then one of these times, you know, you might figure it out and it works out for you. I don't know. Like, again, I'm taking it all out of context. I'm just like bringing something up. I mean, a one line could be like, you know, a reader hears something and takes it down the road of you're never going to know enough. And so that would make you feel like, well, why do I even start then? Where would I start if I'm never going to know enough? I'm just designed never to know enough, right? Another thing that's coming to mind real quick on my tangent here is the six line. You guys all read in the book that ages determine what stage of the six line you're in. Well, I have personally worked with six lines who they're not quite 50. They're like maybe 48, 47. And they're like, yeah, but I really feel like I'm on the roof. Like, I feel like I've entered that stage in my life. And after doing some contemplation and then questions back and forth, what we settled on was overall, this is an experiment. And whatever has happened in your life, whatever three line experiences you had between zero and 30 ish, until now, even have put you in the energy of where you feel right now. Like I never wanted to discount what someone said just because in the book it said something else, that it's not up to us to diagnose and make someone wrong for what they intuitively feel in their own experiment. Because this experiment unfolds itself for every single person in a different way. I always say you want to take into consideration your own conditioning. The conditioning of an MG, a 1-3 MG, is different than the conditioning of a 2-4 MG, and even a 1-3, my conditioning based on Lena's conditioning, we're basically the same design, is different. She has different ways of experiencing her energy and her strategy and authority and profile lines than I do. So who am I to come in and just say, because you've paid me and because I've read the book and I have a few more years in the experiment than you, that you're wrong or destined for something you don't feel you're destined for. So the third thing I see that I actually created a whole course around (laughs) was the importance of adding the gene keys into your readings. So the gene keys for me came about a year after being into my human design experiment. I remember just being like, well, that's a bunch of numbers I don't know about, and it's enough for me right now to learn the strategy and authority thing. It was enough work for me to decondition what I felt like projector energy from my aura and to actually be the MG. So I kind of left a lot of channel work and number work for later. I was like, well, I know I will be drawn to that when it's time for me to be drawn to it. And about a year into my experiment, I felt called to go into these numbers, the gene keys, and that opened the door to a whole new level of life. And it really shone a light into what is the cause of conditioning, what is the cause of my struggle, why I think the things that I think and why I deal with things that maybe, you know, my sister doesn't or my best friend doesn't. Like the keys just really shed a nuance onto my experiment that I feel and the more I've used it, the more I've helped other people use it, really can help from the beginning. So that's why I put it in the Aura Accelerators, because not that you need to be an expert, and I'm going to go into all that, but just knowing the different nuances of the gene keys really give you a flavor of your human design experiment. It's so powerful. Now, the gene keys can feel really overwhelming when we go to that big book and we fall in love with Richard Rudd. We really just start to, to go in and dive in, and I've heard from more than one person that It's very dense, and it's difficult to get through, and it's difficult for it to sink in and really be aware of what it means to you. So I figured out how to allow people into the energy of the Gene Keys with like dabbling into it. And again, that's what I threw in the Aura Accelerator is my spin on taking the different frequencies of the Gene Keys and adjusting them into your experiment and then knowing which gene key and which sequence of your profile is the priority one, the one to really give the attention to. So know that the frequencies of the gene keys are frequencies you can adjust. And each person has a set of keys that infiltrate the aspects of how, how they live as an energy type and how they experience a certain strategy and authority. So I suggest that you find a teacher that you resonate with, like someone who has done their contemplation work and lives in the work and then puts it out for you to listen to, read into and just feel into what their expression and their knowing and their guidance has been through it, because I truly believe that we are all channels. I don't believe like some people have the gift and some people don't. I believe, especially those people attracted to this work, that you are the super sensitive energy empath. And all we're doing is clearing your channel of lower frequency to access that inner knowing of divine source knowledge. And that divine source knowledge is a guide. And so find somebody that you feel, ah, yes. The way they express, the way they teach, the way they show me how to work through the shadow and the gift and understand it for myself resonates with me. And that intrigues you enough to keep going with this work because you aren't expected to be an expert. Okay. There are no gene key experts. Like I've even heard Richard on some of his podcasts and he, for a long time, once he was downloaded, this was living in this and learning what it meant because like as a channel I can speak from my own experience like I get all this information and then I take my time to look back and figure out what it all means and like how did that how did that come through and what does it mean for me that was a lot of my work in the formula was really that workbook that was channeled over three days I was like well I hope it all makes sense and like over months, I'm still reading it and going, wow, like, okay, this this is A and B equals C for me, right? So just know that even if you're dabbling in channeling right now, like this is powerful. You are not expected to be an expert on what you channel in, right? You're just expected to know what you're putting out into the world. There are some things that I have that I haven't put out into the world yet. Like I'm still learning my way through some of the information I get from the Akasha. So just know that you're just opening a door of insight and you're encouraging a deeper contemplation of the soul into what matters for the soul, into what really answers their deep plaguing questions. And then I just encourage you to take some time to see how the major keys affect their experience of the human design experiment. And I go into all of that in the Aura Accelerator, but the major keys are very clear in the sequences And again, when you're using your intuition and you're guided to the different aspects of the chart, take that as your insight to go deeper, a little bit deeper, ask more questions and pull out what is needed for you to give your all here. Look yourself into the shadow aspects of, again, I always love to point out the sun gate. It's 70% of our energy. It really plays a lot of A role in who we are as a person as an energy type and then see how this has infiltrated their lives and i want to give you permission here don't be afraid to ask about the shadow this is nothing to be ashamed of in fact having a shadow energy of our aura is always how we get to gift we can't get to gift if we are not first aware of our shadow right so there isn't shame in asking like hey Where do you experience this half-ass energy for gate 29? I'm always gonna use myself as an example because I can make fun of myself here. And I remember when I was discovering this, I was like, wow, there are some aspects of my life that I really need to tweeze out and bring light of gift here. And it's a gift you have. When you go into a reading with somebody, they're counting on you subconsciously to go deeper. And to really see their soul and allow it to be okay for their shadow to get some love, to get some acknowledgement. And the biggest breakthroughs come with the shadow, right? And that transmutation into gift. But if someone has never really even given the permission to do that, then they might themselves take a little bit longer to heal whatever energy in the shadow has gotten them to where they are today. So... Here are some ways that I recommend offering your readings. Um, Again, I did a whole podcast on the Prime Offer I did, which was uh, last week in the last podcast. We can link it below. But I like to space my readings out. So. In order to not overwhelm the aura with all the information and to give your clients the best possible outcome and like a really good taste in their mouth for entering into this experiment, I love to offer it over a period of time. And then I love to give added support. I'll do like 90 minutes in the beginning to really give them everything, record it, let them have it. And infiltrate it, integrate it into their aura, and then I'm open for emails, open for Voxer, that kind of thing. Um, Another thing I loved to do was offer visuals. And that gives every learner opportunity to digesting it in a different way. You don't wanna cram every single aspect of the chart into one session, right? Again, we wanna remove our minds. Your mind tells you the best way to do it is this way, cover A, B, and C. But your intuition, when you bring that on board, maybe you only get to A and B because something comes up in the reading and it requires more teasing out and more question and curiosity. The primary concern here is allowing a lot of time for further integration, especially if someone's really new to the experiment. Um, There's like a settling that happens of all of this stuff and everyone finds it in different times in their life. Like, if this would have found me when I was still working my ass off as a nurse, and I was still in the drama of everything was happening to me, I don't think I would have given it the attention. And so you never know when it's going to find someone. And we're always leaving people with possibility. Like, Even if this is not resonating right now, I just want to invite you into the possibility of what your potential is for you. And then I would create exercises for them to work through. Like when they're learning their energy type, here's a few exercises to really settle into that energy type and to know what the lower expression is and what the higher expression is. You know, for generators, it was a lot about boundaries and a lot about saying no. I mean, truthfully, for every energy type. It's about boundaries and creating your no strategy, and then the how to of using the strategy and the authority. And I love to give journal prompts. This was what I would give my people, and then it would between our calls, I would have them work through these journal prompts, and the greatest awarenesses would come then, like I'm thinking of one particular client in particular where, we were doing our work in the prosperity sequence because we came she came to me for business but what really happened was we started working on her venus sequence and what we really hap- what really happened was she was figuring out some things that was going on in her personal life and she w- she was just uncovering mind-blowing things about who she was as a partner and that un- of course it all leads to more money but that unfolds the next part of your journey. And then who am I to not, to be like, well, I've got an agenda and you're supposed to be doing this for your experiment. And, and this is the timeline we have based on what my mind has told me. Who am I to say, oh, we can't sidetrack into the a different gene key or a different planet energy to figure this part out. Like, who am I, right? And I learned that very quickly. The universe put me in relationship with people who needed me in that moment. And a lot of my work, because there was no one teaching how to do this, there's still not a lot of people teaching how to do this. We need more of you to teach how to do this. A lot of my work was just, oh, this is how it's going to go. All right, let's go this way, right? But always keeping open communication and getting feedback. Like any one of my clients who closed the door in our relationship and six months down the line said, you really failed me here, that was like, why didn't you tell me sooner? You have to use your communication is the most powerful thing you have. And if you're spending money to figure something out in your life, that should be the thing that holds you accountable to getting everything you need from that relationship, right? As much as you're aware of it, right? But if your person doesn't know and you know, you're not being honest for whatever reason about what you really need, then you're missing an opportunity. Like, I'm not a mind reader. And again, you're not expected to be a mind reader with your clients. You're just expected to open that door. Like, hey, I'm open for communication. I want to know what you have to say. And I'm open for feedback and be willing to take it. We're learning this feedback thing. I'll probably have to do a podcast on it because we're integrating all of this new CEO energy, the way to run a business as a million dollar business into our brand. And I'm learning fucking phenomenal ways to really offer feedback, give feedback, and be in the communication of feedback without being triggered or without being like, my feelings were hurt, that kind of thing. Because feelings have nothing to do with feedback. You want to get what you came for. And you also want to honor other people in the relationship. So anyways, that's a side note. That's a tangent. So stay tuned because I'm sure there will be a podcast for that one. Which leads me into the next thing I want to tell you all. The, the best way I have found to offer trainings and give a lot of additional support is the vehicle of a podcast. You can do this in any way possible. Again, you don't have to have a full-fledged podcast with branding and the amazing tech, whatever. But what if you just had an audio file? Like downloadable coaching content that is accessible forever for your people. Bam, like so powerful. This is something for sure I'm adding to the Aura Accelerator because for the fractal line that really resonates with my style of teaching and informing, this bite-sized coaching resource is a key for a lifetime of integration, because that's what I'm about. Like I'm gonna give it to you all, but then I want you to use it, right? And And for me, I'm just thinking, okay, well, What's the easiest way I like to consume content? I love to listen to podcasts. I love YouTube videos. And for me, being an MG, the shorter, the better. If you can say what you're going to say in five minutes or less, great. I'm good for 30 minutes. I even like 45 minutes, but you know what I mean? Like there are some things that you could just throw in a resource section that's like, hey, if you want more information on this topic or this way of operating in your aura, grab this and listen to this. It's like on the go, in your back pocket, coaching resources, empowering content that just keeps people open to the potential of who they are. And you can organize it by all sorts of ways. You can organize it by energy type, by authority. You could even organize it by life circumstance, right? Like I just imagine my visionary mind here goes like, wow, there's so many possibilities. I truly like, I may drive my team a little crazy because I get all these ideas of how we can really help and serve. And um, I might jump the gun a few times on these things Like we've got to go. okay, Danielle, slow down. We will do that. But it might not be the thing we do this month. That's kind of how the Aura Accelerator was launched. (laughs) I'm like, wait, we've got to launch it. It has to be done. I was told we have to do it. Let's just keep up and we'll, we'll make it a more seamless process as we go. Now, another thing I see is there's too many gurus, and yes, you're a guru. If you offer readings or insight into this system and you have a substantial following and you're getting paid for this, I see a lot of you undercharging. You are underpricing your readings and your offers. And I'm not sure why, but it really needs to change. Okay, the way you charge directly impacts how your people show up to your work, right? Both of you need to be equally invested in the exchange of energy here. You aren't doing something to someone when you are charging them for your level of expertise, whatever that may be, and your time, effort, and energy that it took for you to come to that reading. So define what it means to give someone access to your energy, right? Allowing them space in your aura, right? And then hold your worth here. Human design and the Gene Keys are not an easy thing to learn, to experiment with, and then to offer a business around, much less help someone live a life through, right? We're in the beginning stages of this work and these waters are new for everyone, and believe me, like I know there's a lot of prep that goes into this service that you're providing. There's a lot of energy. And I always teach, like, don't discount where you've been, the life you've lived that opened the door to your human design experiment and your understanding of the energy that you carry. All of that holds weight, right? You're bringing to the relationship that will ultimately be paid all of that. And I know we can't really price like what we've been through in our lives to offer somebody something of that stature, but that's where working with a coach or some kind of business mentor really helps to refine that for you and tease that out because you really, guys, you need to increase your prices, right? You need to hold your worth around here. And I want you to consider the clients you don't even have yet. Your attention to organizing your readings and the resource library for them Matters. Like all the work you're doing right now, one day will benefit someone else while you're sleeping. This is how intellectual property is created. Like we literally pooled all of my resources and I thought I had them all for the formula, but I found more. I found more and I'm like, wow, okay, this is, I can't just keep this to myself, right? Let's make this beautiful and put this into the Aura Accelerator. And really getting quite vulnerable with you here. That's why my lowest ticket offer for a long time was higher than most other people's offers, right? There's way more than the cost and value for what I sell my offers for, but the price that I offer them for totally ensures a buy-in on both ends, right? I'm of the belief and of the standard of over-deliver, over-give, make sure it's easy, make sure it's efficient, It's not a sloppy way of handling things. It's total value and the value will last longer, like a lifetime. And then the client feels like, wow, like I have a resource that I can literally put in my tool belt and will take me to my next level and beyond. And don't ever, like I know that saying when people pay, they pay attention, like it gets a little oversaid, but don't discount that. There's a reason it's said by everybody, right? There's a reason there are memes about it or whatever. When people pay, they pay attention, right? That doesn't mean you can't accommodate the ones who come to you, right? And are sincere about their ability not to pay. But that doesn't mean that you set a standard for your brand based on the ones who are not able to pay. That's the exception, not the rule. And My lowest ticket offer, right, that came after years of research, years of trial and error, years of figuring out what was really needed, working with people, implementing the information, and only after I had the bandwidth to do it in a way that like superseded what we're selling it for, right? Like I kind of think of it as the high frequency formula was my trial and error stage for the Aura Accelerator and... I blew myself away with the high frequency formula, so I can only imagine what this new one will do for me. So I'm gonna recap my soapbox here on women way undervaluing themselves. Maybe I'll even use this as like a YouTube short or something, some kind of a clip. So here's my soapbox. Women are way undervaluing themselves and then feeling resentful when the clients don't make any true change. You're bitter about the time you spend prepping and supporting and handholding, and you're wondering how to sustain your lives on $100 human design readings, it's just not going to happen. Trust me, I know. Like, even when I built out my calendar, I was like, well, now I'm going to move to $257 a reading. Like, I'll do eight a day for five days a week, and blah. It's like, no, I'm not going to build and scale a business on that, and that will not sustain my life, my family, my daughter. Right back then, it was just us. It was a great start and it was really encouraging that everyone was booking and I was giving super value and they were, you know, getting the breakthroughs and changing aspects of their lives. But in order to go bigger and impact in the way I knew I was here to impact, I really needed to just bite the bullet and own my worth. So this is my permission to raise your prices starting now. Okay. all right, now let's recap the entire podcast. In order to make your readings super magnetic, you want to get your mind out of the way. You want to tap into your intuition. You want to trust that you have everything you need to leave someone better than when you found them. And you want to look into adding the gene keys, even just a little bit, to your tool belt. All right, so I want to know how this has helped you and what takeaway that you got from this episode. Screenshot this, share it on your stories, or hit me up in the DMs and let me know. I'm so excited to welcome all of our new Fractaline into the Aura Accelerator. Again, I knew I should have done this sooner, guys. Totally. That was my bad. I'm human. I listened to my mind. But here we are. We're going for it. It's messy, but we're doing it. We have a bunch of new beautiful souls in there, just being so patient. And I'm so grateful for you as we head into the live calls in March. And you don't have to be there live, right? You don't have to be there live. It's fun to be there live. I love having the interaction live. I know we have eight calls scheduled, but depending on the live energy in there, we might do more. This is shaping up to be one hell of a turnout. I love it. And it's not too late to grab your live VIP access pass to our first call in March, which is where I'm lifting the veil on what it means to truly transform your clients by using the tool of human design and the Gene Keys, making you a certified expert without a certification. Noah's like, mom, you're gonna probably have to do a certification. I'm holding out on that. I don't know, what should I call it? I'd love to connect with you in person and I just wanna do these things and just be friends with everybody. But yeah, I mean, if you love certifications, I don't know school, something like that. We'll figure it out. And you can find out more at the link in the show notes below. We have lots of goodies that we're including to ensure that you have everything you need. Because I really just, guys, I want you to feel super confident in your worth as you head into serving the ones who need you most in your business. And I want you capable and feeling empowered of sustaining a life for yourself. This is a beautiful, beautiful experiment and full of lots of financial wins and prosperity when used in integrity. All right, my loves, until next time, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment.